Hey babe, welcome to the She Factor Podcast, a space where we believe empowered women empower women. We're here to inspire, encourage, and equip you to live your best life and find your purpose. Join me every week as we dish out real life tips and tricks on all things juicy, inspiring, and educational, but of course, never boring. I'm Tori Ganahl, a millennial woman on my own journey to She, and your host of the She Factor Podcast. Grab your favorite cocktail or Starbucks drink and settle in for real, raw, and hilarious conversations as we dive into what makes us as women unstoppable. Today, I'm interviewing Taylor Zakin. She's currently a student at the University of Colorado Denver studying business marketing. Her college career hasn't been an easy one though. Transferring schools and now being a commuter student, we'll talk about all the challenges she's faced through it all. She has a passion for movies, creating content, and connecting with others through her YouTube channel, Instagram, and brand new podcast, The Chatty Babes. With graduation coming up in the spring, she's working on figuring out what's next and how to pursue her passion beyond college. But in the meantime, she's giving us all of her best tips and tricks on how she's getting ready for back to school and how she's balancing everything during the school year. Thank you so much, Taylor, for being on with us. We're super excited to have you, especially someone local and who's a little bit familiar with She Factor too. I like to start off every podcast with a little bit of like hot seat for the listeners to get to know you a little bit better. So you ready? Yeah. Okay, cool. So who would you say your role model is in your life? Uh, Probably my parents. I look up to them a lot, just their work ethic and kind of raising us and raising a family. So yeah, I look up to them a lot. I feel like if I didn't say ditto in this situation, I'd get some flack for that, but (laughs) from my mom, but yes, I get that. Um, What can you not live without? Probably my phone, which is such like a millennial thing to say, but it's so true. I have my whole life on my phone, like scheduling everything is on my phone. (laughs) Yeah. I've always been like that too. Like literally my whole calendar, my emails, like my to-do list, like if it's not there, then it won't get done. And so I'm the exact same way. It's so sad to say that, but no, yeah, as long as you like unplug for a little bit, you know, it's all that matters. Yeah, no, for sure. But yeah, I won't get it. If, if it's not on my phone or on my calendar on my phone, it won't get done. So exactly. I feel that. Um, what's the weirdest food that you love? Oh, I love every type of food. I'm half Lebanese. So like garlic and onions are my jam. So it's probably like a weird food, mm. but I will put garlic and onions on anything. What is your favorite Lebanese dish? Oh, they have a salad called tabbouleh. It's like parsley, tomatoes, onions, and like all like in olive oil and lemon juice and stuff. It's so good. So that's like probably my favorite. That sounds amazing. What is your favorite song currently? Oh, I've been listening to anything Chris Brown. Mm. I just love his new albums for some reason. I'm not a huge Chris Brown girl, but like it's been rocking my jam lately. <laughs> um, what would you perform in a talent show if you were asked? Well, I was a dancer for 15 years, so I'd probably dance. <laughs> oh, awesome. What kind of dance? I did everything. I did ballet, hip-hop, palms, jazz, all that, all that fun stuff. Well, that's awesome. Um, perfect. Well, let's go ahead and jump in. So I want to give you the chance to tell me a little bit more about yourself, but you're currently in school. You're running an awesome podcast called The Chatty Babes. You just talked about getting a new job, so you're doing it all. So tell me a little bit more about your life from your perspective and how you do it all. Yeah. So I am currently a business marketing student. This is my last year. Thank God. I'm graduating in May. This is my last full semester of like taking 15 credits. So 
that's like so exciting, but it's also very stressful. But yeah, I, I do social media on the side. Um, I have an Instagram. Me and my friend Megan also run a podcast that's just all about school and kind of just like living life as a commuter student, but also doing social media and just kind of like our life. It's a very lifestyle podcast. I'm always busy on the run, uh, which is a good, it's a good thing. But it's also, I think it's a blessing and a curse because I love being on the go, but I also love my downtime too. I just got a new job at a restaurant because I'm just, it's my last year kind of doing the whole restaurant job thing. So I kind of wanted to kick it off with a good year and get a good job. But yeah, that's kind of it. I'm just, I'm excited to graduate and move on with my life. I love having you on because I feel like a lot of our listeners are exactly like you. I mean, just in school, trying to balance it all, super busy. And, you know, a lot of the people that we've had on the podcast have been, you know, thought leaders, industry leaders, people who have who are a little bit more seasoned in their role, which has been so awesome because they have such great advice and they really have a lot of stories to share. But I love having you on because you're right in the middle of it and you're doing it all and you're doing it successfully. And um, you're kind of at that pivotal point in your life where you're starting to make decisions about what's next. So I think it's super cool that, you know, we can have that balance of of people and guests on the podcast. And I think that you're a great person to to kind of tell your perspective on that front. So let's jump in, I guess. Let's start with the podcast. So tell me a little bit more. You said it's obviously lifestyle focused, but what prompted you in the first place to start your podcast? I kind of had this idea at the beginning of the year to kind of start a podcast. I listen to podcasts like religiously. And so I was like, it'd be so cool to start one. Like, why not? So uh, I kind of did the research and I kind of was like, I don't want to do it on my own, but I want someone that kind of has the same lifestyle and same kind of outlook on life that we could have similar conversations on the podcast and educate our viewers and listeners about what our daily life is and kind of like our outlook on being a student and being a commuter student and just kind of more education. Cause I think we went into college very like, Oh my gosh, like, what is this? Like we were both transfer students. We were kind of both like, Oh my gosh, like I wish I had like a podcast to listen to or like a YouTube channel or something to guide me through these years of transferring and kind of just like learning what life like new life is. So we kind of, I kind of came up with this idea of like, well, let me ask my friend, Megan, Megan Decoys. She's amazing. We go to see you together. We're both business marketing students. I kind of gave her this idea of like, would you be interested? And we weren't really like close at the time, but we were close. And I was like, would you be interested in doing this with me? And she was like, oh my gosh, I'm so down. This would be awesome. It's a different platform than YouTube because we're both on YouTube. We were kind of in this position in YouTube where we were both like, this is kind of boring. Everybody's doing this. Like, this isn't fun anymore. So we kind of went on the journey through the podcast. And with my art and film background, I was an art major, film major for two years after high school. I kind of looked into how this podcast would work. And it was super easy. We kind of figured out the audio side and like how to even start a podcast. It took us like six months to figure it out. And then we launched finally the end of May, beginning of June. And we've just been loving it. The platform is so much fun. And it's just, we get to just sit and chat for 30 minutes about life and educate people about school and kind of commuting students and transferring and advice on transferring and kind of advice to high schoolers about kind of where to pick your school. And it's okay not to know what you want to do after like high school and the insight on what we've kind of learned too. It's been a really cool platform for us. I think we both love it just because it's something new and refreshing and not a lot of people 
can just start their own podcast. They can, but it's, it's a lot of work. You can't just like film on your phone. <laughs> so it's good. There's a lot of work that goes into it. That's awesome. Where do you see it going? I mean, obviously you guys are finishing up school soon. Um, so what is your ultimate goal with the podcast and where it's going afterwards? I think it's just to like follow us like through life, I guess, because it's very much our life now. And we talk about what our life is now and senior year and getting ready for school and stuff like that. And even over the summer, we talked about, you know, what we were doing over the summer, like Instagram brand deals, just stuff like that and transferring schools. And so I think I really wanted to follow us along with life. Like when we go into post-grad, how that's affecting us and how what we've kind of learned and educating our listeners on kind of, I kind of wanted to go as like a big sister kind of role as to like the like school and business and content wise as if you ever need advice for something, you're going to probably like listen to the chatty babes and be like, okay, like I get, I get that. I get like where they're coming from. I think especially as business marketing students, it's a very like, especially at our school, it's a very low key kind of degree. And so I think kind of educating on people what it looks like and as a degree as a whole I think it's really cool so yeah I kind of just see it as like an evolution of our lives as well just kind of following us through life and post-grad and work and call in like yeah just like our careers and stuff that's awesome I want to circle back to um your college experience I know you said you transferred and you are now doing kind of the commuter thing, um, which I feel like is a little bit, I don't want to say underrated, but like a lot of people do it and it's not as well known or like how to get through that because it's not easy because there's all these people living on campus or living close to campus and it's super easy to just like walk to your classes and that's how people envision college. And then obviously sometimes the college that you're at doesn't work or, you know, I know your situation's a little bit unique, but tell me about that journey and how that's been for you. Uh, yeah, being a transfer student and like a commuter student is is difficult for sure. Um, I've definitely had to learn to adapt, even though I did it right after high school. I spent a lot of time in my car. I listen, That's why I listen to a lot of podcasts is because I was always in my car and sometimes music just gets really boring. So you're like, I need something to like talk, like I need someone to talk to me and none of your friends talk to you all the time. But yeah, being a commuter, commuter student is, it's very stressful because traffic and trying to deal with like, time management, I think is a big thing, like making sure you're on time and parking and allowing time for traffic is a huge thing. So it's a little bit more stressful than just waking up, throwing on clothes and walking across the streets to your, to your class. You have to make sure you're prepared for the whole day. Sometimes I plan my school schedule around like, okay, well, I want to, I don't want to be there for just one hour. So I'm going to block my whole schedule on two days or three days and just be there from 9am to seven o'clock at night. Um, I've done class schedules like that where it's been from like 11 to 10 o'clock at night just because I didn't want to drive down there more than two days a week. So yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a challenge for sure, but it's been really fun. I'm living with my parents right now and I honestly love it. We live in like a small town outside of Denver and so I kind of get to get away from Denver and I get to have like kind of a getaway from the city and like that hustle and bustle. So I like that and I like living at home still. I don't really have like I definitely will move out after post-grad, but during grad, it's been, it's been really, really nice. Commuting to school has really made me learn about patience too, which has been kind of interesting, but yeah, it's been fun. How has it been like getting to know people and with your social life and like putting yourself out there? Like, has it been more difficult or do you feel like it's been fine, you know, finding that balance? 
Oh no, it's been so difficult. Um, my school is not geared for like meeting people like we don't have a dorm life it's very like apartment style dorm since it's in a city and campus is massive and our our business school is kind of two blocks away from campus so the people that you're seeing every day are in the business school and you see them every day so it's basically like like if you don't make time to see those people then like you kind of don't really make friends so yeah it's been super hard I definitely I was a photographer back in the day when I was doing art school and my two really good friends that I met have been through photography because I took pictures of them. So that definitely helped me for sure. But I mean, I'm on like Bumble BFF and like, I think like that has kind of helped me too. Um, going out with my friends and kind of meeting new girls, making that a priority too. Yeah, it's been difficult and dating is hard here too, like very online dating. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's hard, but the friends that I do have, you know, we, we all keep in touch and I think... I'd rather have a couple a couple girlfriends than a bunch of friends. I think it's good to have a bunch of acquaintances, but my true best friends, I only really have a couple of them. So those are even a lot of work to maintain just as a whole with my busy schedule. So I think the friends that I have right now are good. But yeah, it's definitely hard as a commuter student and being on an open campus to make friends for sure. I can't imagine. I, I was in the center of it all. So I, I am always really curious as to how that works for those who do commute, just because, I mean, I was forced into it. Like I had no choice but to, you know, make friends with people because I was living on campus and, you know, seeing people every day. And I mean, Oregon was very much not a commuter campus. Like it was like you lived on campus. And if you were from Eugene, actually, I think freshman year, you have to live in the dorms. It's like a requirement, which I don't know if I completely agree with, but it was a good way to like get you out of your comfort zone and meet new people. But then like my freshman year roommate ended up being my best friend of all time. And she did the commuter thing at CU. She transferred back. So she was kind of in the same situation as you transferred schools and then did the commuter thing. And it was so hard for her, especially being a transfer student, making new friends and finding her new niche. Like even being from Boulder, she was like, I don't want to hang out with all the same people I used to hang out with. Like I want to make new friends and it's tough. It's definitely tough. Yeah, for sure. It is. It's very hard. Just especially being a transfer student, like you're my parents were like, well, do you want to live in the dorms? I'm like, I'm 21 years old. Like, of course I don't want to live in the dorms. I'm like, <laughs> no, like I've created my own life at your house. Like, no, I'm good staying here for a couple more years. So my plans for post-grad are very like, I mean, I have a different, very different routes, but I was like, I definitely don't want to move out until like I have a good amount of money saved, even into my job. Like there's no rush for me to move out. So I was like, I'm just going to save as much money as I can and then move out when I feel comfortable enough to. So I'm definitely in a great situation. And I'm so grateful that like me and my parents get along because some households don't. And it's very much of like, oh, gosh, like I have to move out. So, yeah, I'm very grateful for that situation. Yeah. So before we jump into kind of like your plan after school and how you're getting to that point, how are you just because I know a lot of people out there are probably getting ready to go back to school or going back to school by the time this comes out. So what are some ways some tips and tricks, especially being as busy as you are, you know, managing your social managing your podcast working a full time job? How are you preparing to go back to school and go into that final year? Well, with the chatty babes and stuff, it's one of my biggest priorities is making sure I have a time and a place for everything. So I'm very much of a person who really likes to have everything planned out and in control of like my time and like where I'm supposed to be. Um, so that's why I say my phone is a huge thing. Like me and Megan sat down for the chatty babes yesterday and literally got our phones out and made sure that we both have a plan for 
this semester and is like, okay, what is going to be our constant meeting time? Because like I said before, if it isn't on my phone or we don't talk about it, we don't have a set plan about it, it's not happening. Like we can talk about it all day, but if it's not set somewhere, it's like not going to happen. So I think just like being able to plan out and time manage your life is one of the key things. I have to do that like before every semester, making sure like my school is a priority in my calendars or anything. So yeah, time management and also like work and making sure that all fits in and stuff like that. But also having time for myself too, to do homework and to take care of myself. Self-care is a huge thing in my book. So being able to take care of myself and having the time to take time for friends and take time for my family and take time for the people that are in my life is a huge thing too. But I think like going back to school, like the the hardware of it, like I like to like clean my car since I'm in my car all the time. I like to like get a new binder and like put all my stuff in it. Um, I like to like plan out, get a new notebook, stuff like that. Just like kind of like the school supply stuff because I'm a nerd. Back to school supply shopping is like one of my favorite things ever. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm such a nerd that way too. I was like, I need a new notebook, new pens, like all the things. I'm like, oh gosh. New planner, all of that yeah. stuff. So I love that you mentioned self-care because I think that's a huge topic of conversation right now. And I think it's so hard to find that balance, especially when you're in school. You know, I remember back when I was in college when I was the happiest, like it was when I was making the time to work out and eat healthy. But it's so hard to get out of that routine, especially when you have classes and work. And, you know, if you are going out on the weekends or whatever you're doing, it's like it all adds up so much. So what are some of the things you do for self-care and to make sure that you're taking care of yourself, your relationships um, amongst everything else that you're doing? Yeah. So I think just self-care is like a huge part of just like keeping myself sane through the busyness of life. I think making sure that you take time for yourself and just to be alone with yourself and also do the things that you like to do. Like I love taking baths and creating a like safe space for me to just like relax and let go of the day and the week and to kind of let go of the anxiety and stuff. So I think doing that kind of just helps you reset and like to have a different outlook on the week and your busy schedule. Yeah, I just think it's a huge thing. I think it helps keep anyone sane, even if you don't have a busy schedule. I think taking time for yourself just to breathe or to, you know, relax just kind of helps your outlook on life a little bit. Totally. I know that you said you're film you were a film major. So what are some of your favorite like shows, movies that you use to unplug? Um, I definitely love Grey's Anatomy. It's like one of my favorite TV shows ever. <laughs> love it. I'm rewatching it for like the fifth time right now. I'm <laughs> I made my boyfriend start it again with me and he was like, this is dumb. I'm not going to watch this. And now he's so hooked. We're on like, we've gotten through like eight seasons in the last probably two months. <laughs> it's so good. Like I have rewatched it. Yeah. I think like three or four times. Um, but yeah, I think it's just such like a different part of life that I don't usually, I'm not like in the medical field. So I'm never like, I don't have to think about the medical field at all. So I think being able to watch like a medical show, it like really detaches me from my own life. Um, so I love Grey's Anatomy. Um, I've watched, have you heard of Jane the Virgin? I have, but I've never watched it. It's just so good. Like the story is so good. It's very dramatic, very like, it's very like funny and I've cried, I've laughed, I've been so anxious. I've been like, oh my gosh, like I need to see what happens next. So it's on Netflix. It's very, very good. Do you have like a go-to movie? Like I have like three movies that I watch whenever I'm like, I don't know, 
just need to like pass time, but I can watch them like 10,000 times in a row. Like mine are like Sweet Home Alabama, The Longest Ride, and I'm trying to think, oh, Jerry Maguire. Like I could watch those three movies over and over and over again. So do you have like a movie like that, that you always, it's like your go-to? Um, I love like black and white movies, like old Alfred Hitchcock movies are like my fave. It's like 1930s, 40s around there. Those kind of take me out of life because those are like really old and you get kind of invested in the old story so and they're all crime Alfred Hitchcock is all crime so I love crime I love crime anything too well okay so what's next for you or how are you beginning to figure out what you're doing after college I mean I know that you know that that's a huge topic for us here at Chief Factor helping women find their passion after college figure out their purpose what they're going to do so what does that look like for you how are you kind of paving your way into the real world I had an internship this last summer that was definitely opened my eyes to kind of definitely what I don't want. So I don't know. I definitely have made some decisions for going to graduate school. Um, After the semester, I will learn if I'm accepted or not. So that's exciting too. Well, good luck. Thank you. That's definitely a path that I want to go on. I think I just love school and I love being in school. So I think if I can better my education or better myself in any way, I'd love to do that. Um, And if I have the chance to do that, I definitely would love to. But I think I really am just applying after college to anything that has like marketing in the name of the job title in Denver, Colorado. I really want to gain experience and kind of understand the marketing world before I move somewhere or move to a bigger city or move, you know, anywhere that has a bigger market. I think Denver is a really good market and I know the state really well. I'm a native here, so I think that can help me as well. I definitely want a job that I can be creative in, but also I want to have like a business structure in it too. I love the idea of being a brand manager for something, but I also learned in my internship is I don't know if I can handle managing people all day every day I think that's very stressful so yeah I just kind of am it's just all about making connections and learning the people that you get along with and who you don't and but yeah just I just kind of putting my name out there getting connections learning kind of the ropes in Denver and seeing where that kind of takes me that's awesome I want to touch on two things that you said one I also had a couple internships And I think that it is important to take it from that perspective of like, okay, you learn what you don't want to do because like not every job is going to be perfect, but it kind of helps you shape into what you do want to do. And like taking that with a grain of salt and being like, okay, maybe this wasn't my dream job. Maybe I don't want to work here after, but you know, maybe I did identify that I'm not good at something or that I do want to pursue something different. I think that a lot of people don't have that perspective or that they put so much pressure on themselves to make sure that they do something in their internship that they'll do after. And like, that's not always the case, you know? No, for sure. I definitely learned what I did not want to do. Um, I learned a lot of skills about myself too, as to how to be like a better employee and how to, you know, communicate differently and better in the workforce. Uh, But yeah, I definitely learned kind of what I thought I wanted, but, and I thought was a cool idea. was definitely not a cool idea <laughs> anymore, um, which, was, which was good because I was like, you know, I was so like set on like, oh, I'm going to get something after college when I was like, in reality, like this is not what I want. So I'm glad I had that experience of like learning and it was a lot of work. I worked a lot of hours and I was just like, I don't want to do this, you know? Totally. 
How do you go about, um, like, what are your tips and tricks, I guess, to people out there, listeners out there who might be in the same situation as you? Maybe they're looking for an internship or maybe they're about to graduate and they're starting to look for jobs. What is your biggest advice to them? Like, where have you been searching? How have you been applying? How have you been making those connections? What's that journey been looking like for you? My biggest advice is just to advocate for yourself and stick up for yourself. I definitely um, have learned that throughout the years with my learning disabilities is to like stick up for yourself and learn like and know what you need and know what you want. Um, so definitely like write down like what you want as a goal, write down your goals, write down what you want as a dream job. I think that's like the biggest thing, but also just start with who you know, like ask them if they know anyone, ask them if they can get you connected with anyone, especially for an internship. I love doing um, educational interviews. So I definitely just will ask someone just be like, Hey, can you do mind sitting down with me and just talking? There's no strings attached. You don't have to hire me. I just want to know what you do and kind of understand what you do. I've had a couple of those and they've gone really well. Those are so underrated. If you listen to the podcast, I talk about this in the first episode. And um, that's a little bit more about me and my journey. But I did 45 informational interviews spring break of my senior year. And it was mostly just because I literally didn't know what I wanted. And I double majored. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do either. I was moving to a new city where I had no connections. And people are way more willing to meet with you than they than you think they are. I mean, I literally just sent them emails, reached out to them on LinkedIn. Like they had no idea who I was. And I got coffee with 45 people that I just made that first connection with. So I think that's a huge thing. Like, that people don't realize is out there is like just initiate the contact and people are more than willing to help you and help you start your career. Oh yeah. Especially with alumni. Like I've heard a lot of people being like, go to your like student, like career center and look up your alumni and see like, you know, if you do have anyone that went to CU Denver that was in the same major as you that is starting their own company or works for a great company and say, Hey, like, how did you get into this? Can I just go have coffee with you and like chat and like see how you got your connections. And then at the end of the line, if they ever have a job or their company ever has a job, they'll be like, oh my gosh, I have this great girl who's amazing. We, we need to, we need to hire her. I love them. I'm definitely going to start doing more of them because I just think, yeah, they're just so underrated and you definitely make a contact and you definitely make that connection of like, I'm in, like, I want this to be important and like, I want to be important to you someday. So I love those. I think they're very underrated too. And even if you like, even if they're like, you know, this isn't, I can't help you like typically more than not, like I obviously didn't just like get to meet 45 people without putting in the work, but like a lot of the people that I did end up meeting were referrals from those original meetings. So like people being like, oh, like I might not be able to help you, but this person can help you or you should talk to this person. And like, it's just creating that network for yourself and like talk about advocating for yourself. Like that's the best way to do that. And I think that's a lot of people you know, miss that step along the way. And they just apply aimlessly to all these jobs and then never hear back, which I definitely did that too. Yeah, I think advocating for yourself is a huge thing. I've learned that throughout high school and college. And like, just knowing I think going in there and knowing what you want and not being a doormat, even though you are a lower level employee and an entry level employee, I think also knowing your worth not being like, I'm the best, but knowing your words to a certain extent and humbling yourself and being like, I am an entry level, but I want X, Y, and Z. I think that's the biggest thing. Don't get taken advantage of because I've been taken advantage of so much in the workforce. And so I think my biggest advice is like, just because you're entry level doesn't mean you have to like do everything and like have so much workload that's not under your job description because people will take advantage of that. I love that. So 
I kind of want to switch directions. I think that all was awesome. And I think there's so many people in your shoes. I want to talk about social media a little bit because I, I like to mention this during every podcast because it's such a huge, huge topic these days. And everyone is pretty much involved with social media in one way or the other. And I know that you have a pretty big following and big presence. So I love hearing people's different answers to, to this question. But what's your secret or what's your way that you remain authentic to yourself and to your to your followers on, on social media? Yeah, that's a huge question. I think it's just I'm not afraid to put my life online. I think that's a weird kind of topic to talk about is like what what is too much, but I think being authentic is being you and putting your life out there. I just had major surgery to remove two tumors in my neck and I talk about it all over YouTube, Instagram, all the platforms. But I think it was important to share because it was a big thing in my life. And to not talk about it, I felt kind of weird. I was like, this is like social media. Like, I want to talk about it. Like, these are the people that I post to every day. So I think it would have been weird not to share kind of what I've been going through. Even if people are interested in, in it or not, like, I don't care. It's my life and I want to share it. So I think just finding a balance of like, do you care what people think or do you not care what people think and kind of what do you want to share and what do you want to share and do you are you okay getting lashbacks are you okay with you know the comments and the, I just don't care like I don't care who sees my stuff I really don't care who kind of comments on my stuff because I know who I am and I I want to share that with someone so I think it's just being confident in this is what I want to share and this is what I don't want to share and knowing that upfront and that's just being authentic to yourself, but also being authentic online. So I'm a very lifestyle person. I love to share like what I'm doing on a daily basis, but also I love to share, you know, life events and things like that and my opinions on things. But yeah, I think it's just being you really. Yeah. I mean, do you ever feel like it becomes too much for you? Like sharing, especially something as serious as, you know, getting surgery or something along those lines? Like, do you ever feel like you're oversharing or that you get maybe lost in the backlash? Like, have you ever had situations like that or any challenges with how much you share about your life? No, I don't ever. I mean, I've never gotten backlash about anything. I work, I've worked with brands before and they've all been positive and they've all been, you know, upfront, but the, I only work with brands that I like. So I think I've kind of filtered out like the things that I like and the things that I don't like. Um, and so that I don't get the backlash or that I don't have people be upset with me because I'm only talking about positive things that I know and support for sure. So yeah, I mean, it, it definitely does get to be too much. Definitely for sure. I think social media just in general is always in your face and it's always like a competition of who wears the best things and who gets the best brand deal and who has the most followers and likes and whatever, of course. And you're always comparing yourself, I feel like, to the next best thing. But I kind of like had to take a step back and just be like, you know, this is for fun. I do this for fun. I do this as a hobby. I do this, you know, because I like to. It's not my sole income. I don't really make a lot of money off of Instagram. So I definitely just do it because I get cute clothes and cute things and like I get to keep clothes few pictures and like, you know, so I kind of just had to take a step back and be like, okay, like, does the following account really matter? Like, you know, I'm still getting brand deals. Like, it doesn't really matter. No. So I think it's just really knowing your purpose of why you're doing it. Are you doing it for the money and for the followers? Or are you doing it because you love it? And that's my way to be creative. Like Instagram and YouTube and the podcast is my way to be creative because I was in that creative space for so long. I transferred to a business major and I was like, whoa, like there is nothing creative about a business major. So I definitely had to find like ways to be creative on my own. And 
I think doing Instagram and doing YouTube has definitely been my outlook to be creative. Yeah, I love that. And how would you say like, what has been your favorite part about that or like getting to be creative? Is it creating the podcast? Is it like connecting with other women, like using social media as kind of like that platform? What has been your favorite part? I think like just meeting, yeah, meeting women. Like I said, I've met my two really good friends off of um, Instagram and just creating stuff with them. But I think it just, it definitely, it's like, it's like what I talk about with self-care. It's like getting me away from reality. So if I am going to take pictures with my best friend, I can kind of escape from schoolwork and, you know, what's going on in my personal life or whatever, and kind of just focus on being creative for that one minute or that one couple hours and really just focusing on that. But I love, I love the podcast space. I think it's so much fun. It's so, the podcast platform has been very interesting, but it's been new. And so I think the new platform has gotten me really excited to create and want to create. It's not as competitive. And I think that's why, like, as we talked about with Instagram, it's very much of a competitive space where everybody's doing it and everybody wants to be the next thing. Whereas podcasts, it's kind of chill. And maybe you have experienced that too with this podcast, but it's just a very like chill space. Like I don't feel any pressure to like be like the next big podcast because like everybody just listens to everything. Yeah, that's so true. It's just, I feel like it's less pressure and I love the aspect of just like, it's just a conversation. Like there's no pressure behind it. You know, you you just get to listen to these people talk about their lives. And I love the fact that I get to share my life and that my listeners get to share their lives with our followers and our listeners. And like, I just think it's such a unique way that's growing and growing and growing. And you're right. It's like the Obviously, you want people to listen, but you know people are going to listen if they want to listen. It's like less like social media where you have people like commenting and unfollowing and following. It's like this huge roller coaster, but it's more just for yourself and for people who want to listen. They can great, but if not, you know it's it is what it is. Yeah, and I like I I just love that. It's just like no pressure, very laid back, and yeah, I feel like me and Megan are just like hanging out and like creating cool things. I don't feel like we're having to be this pressure of like having the next picture match our feed, you know, like it's just, it's just so chill. So I love it. Well, as you move on um, into the next stage of your life, I want to close with this. What's most important to you? Where do you see yourself going? What's your like ideal situation five years down the line? I have definitely made goals for myself for sure. Um, One of the biggest priorities in my life is to be happy, but also I want to live the lifestyle that I like to live. So I definitely want to have a well-paying job that makes me happy. Um, a lot of people, I think, don't have that. And I might not find that, but I definitely... One of the reasons why I transferred schools was I was doing my passion, but I also was going to do my passion and work harder than everybody else and not live the lifestyle that I wanted to live. And I didn't think I was going to be happy. So I kind of made the compromise of being like, well, could I work a nine to five job and do what makes me happy on the weekends? Yeah, for sure. Um, So I think that's kind of my outlook on post-grad is being like, live the lifestyle that you want to live, but there's always going to be compromises. I just want to be happy in the end of of life. But also I think some things that you have to compromise will make you happy. So I think it's just kind of like a, a tug and pull kind of game. But I'm really open to doing anything after postgrad. I just like I said, getting the experience and kind of learning and growing as a person. Um, I've done so much growing in the last four years that I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm gonna be a different person in five years. Like I can't even imagine. Yeah. I mean, looking back at myself five years ago, I am nowhere where I thought I'd be. Like 
seeing myself then and knowing myself now, but I am so thankful for that journey and where I have ended up. And I mean, it's, it's incredible how much you can change, especially in your twenties. I talk about this a lot, but, um, have you ever read the defining decade? No, I feel like I mentioned it on every single podcast. So I'm so sorry if you've heard this a thousand times, but it's all about how, your 20s are like the defining decade of your life. Like what you do in your 20s and what you decide and who you're with and who you spend your time with will, you know, shape the rest of your life. So, you know, being really intentional about that and manifesting what you want and not getting stuck in a job or stuck in a relationship that you don't absolutely love is not worth your time in your 20s because it literally will define the rest of your life. Yeah, 100%. I've already like kind of, I'm only 22. So I've only been in my 20s for like two years. But I've definitely have learned that with relationships and just in jobs in general, I've kind of definitely have experienced that already. And so yeah, I, I should read that. You definitely need to. I think I read it when I was 21, 22. I'm only 23 now. So it doesn't feel like long ago. But it really like set me up for success. I think I've been a lot more intentional about who I who I have in my life, what I'm doing in my life, how I'm spending my time. And so it's a really good way to set yourself up for success and help you, you know, kind of manage the ups and downs. I talk a lot about work anxiety and relationships and taking care of yourself and what that looks like. So yeah, you should definitely read it. Well, do you have any other advice for women um, who are in your situation or maybe about to be um, going out into the real world, how to figure that all out? Any further things that you want to say? I think my biggest thing is like just be you and just enjoy every minute of it and don't get so caught up in the future because I think a lot of people my age do and I really had to learn that. So I think definitely just be living in the moment, enjoying the moment now because you're only going to be 22 and X amount of days for that day. So I think definitely just living in that moment and living in the now and worrying about the future when you absolutely have to. And it's always good to plan for the future and know what you want. But I think being stuck there is is hard. So yeah, just just living, living life. Enjoy it because life is so short. That's awesome. Great way to end it. Um, Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We absolutely loved having you. We really look forward to hearing about your journey and following you as you go through the next couple of years. And I wish you the best of luck as that happens. Awesome. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. I'm so excited. Yes, of course. Looking for more than a weekly dose of She Factor? Find us on social media at The She Factor or head to our website, thesheefactor.com keep up to date with all the trends on our blog and daily she email still want more subscribe on our app for access to live events near you special offers from our brand partners and lots of exciting tools to help you launch your life thanks for listening and see you next week